Welcome to the Impactful PBL Podcast. I'm Candice, your host, a project-based learning coach and leader of the Impactful PBL Network. And you can find me at impactfulpbl.com. I'm on a mission to do good work with good people for good reasons, and I hope you are too. If you are a current or aspiring project-based educator looking for strategies and ideas to craft memorable learning experiences that empower your students to tackle challenges in their school and community through project-based learning, then you're in the right place. Join me as I share resources and tips to help you launch a PBL initiative in your classroom. Welcome to the Impact Makers community and let's talk PBL. Every year I explore a new professional learning project, meaning I find something that I'm interested in learning about at a deeper level. And then I spend a year enhancing my knowledge about that topic. So some past explorations included virtual coaching, program design, curriculum writing, designing out-of-school time programming, and of course, project-based learning. Last year was learning in public, which resulted in this podcast. And I've completed many more learning projects over the last decade. And I have to say that project-based learning has been the longest exploration, meaning it's been lasting years. And especially since it's also the topic of my doctoral capstone, which I hope to complete next spring. So this school year, I wanted to explore how to effectively use portfolios to improve practice. I'm talking about on a student level, a teacher level, and then for me as a project-based learning teacher coach. When I used to think about portfolios, it reminded me of when I was in business school during my undergraduate years, and we were encouraged to create a portfolio to showcase our resume, our skills and career goals and work samples with the goal of impressing an employer for a job. Now, I don't recall utilizing portfolios as a learning tool, but then again, I was so focused on not being unemployed after graduation that I may have missed the professor's instruction about using portfolios for professional growth. I now understand that there are different types of portfolios and you can choose each one based on your desired goal. Portfolios typically include a purposeful collection of work products that exhibits your progress and achievement. And portfolios can serve different functions. For example, there are show case or presentation portfolios, learning portfolios, assessment portfolios, or you can have a hybrid as well. Thinking about the example I shared about college, that would be an example of me collecting my best work to share. So that would be an example of a showcase or presentation portfolio. So the aim is to share evidence of learning and generally the student decides what to share. One thing to consider about a showcase or presentation portfolio is that the idea is to share it with an audience besides the teacher for feedback and the students should record reflections. When we think about a learning portfolio, the idea is to record the learning process. Therefore, it's not about having a collection of exemplar work. Instead, you want to share a progression of learning so your work products could include drafts or unpolished artifacts. Now, this type of portfolio also includes reflections, which would include successes and challenges, whereas an assessment portfolio is more often used to record what a student has learned or mastered. And the reflection process includes students sharing how the artifact aligned with a particular goal or attended outcome, concept or content, basically to prove you master something. Of course, it's possible to combine two types of portfolios depending on your intention. I want to point out that the terminology for naming each type of portfolio varies because based on my research, I've heard of different vocabulary used to describe each type of portfolio. But the most important part is that you understand the various purposes of different types of portfolios. As you can imagine, portfolios can be physical or digital in nature, which means there are numerous ways to display information either publicly or privately. But in this episode, I don't want to go into detail about how to utilize portfolios with students in the classroom because I want the focus to be on how you can utilize portfolios to enhance your professional growth and how I plan to use portfolios in my work as a PBL coach. 
remember in high school, I had a teacher applying for national board certification, which I've heard is a rigorous process. And congrats to all of the national board certified teachers that are listening and shout out to teachers who are going through the process now. So my teacher was recording herself teaching and gathering artifacts from what I can recall. I just remember her talking about the process of creating a teaching portfolio. So a teaching portfolio, simply put, consists of documentation or in a collection of information about a teacher's practice. And the reason a teacher may develop a portfolio varies. Maybe they want to get an advanced certification, or maybe they want to demonstrate their excellence in teaching, or maybe they want to receive national recognition or apply for a new role. I want to propose creating a teacher portfolio to document your journey as a project-based educator to show your development over time. It's also a way for you to record or document your project-based learning units in a reflective manner, allowing you to analyze your success and challenges. What went well? What do you want to change? And what did you learn during the PBL experience? Whether it's about the content, whether it's about your students, yourself as an educator, or the process itself. If this is your first time exploring teaching portfolios, keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it or get overwhelmed. Remember, the purpose is to use the portfolio as a tool for professional growth. If you search online for ideas about what to include in a teaching portfolio, you will find tons of ideas, but don't feel pressure to do it all. As you know, I typically work with educators over a course of a school year, helping them launch PBL initiatives at their school site. And what I realized last year is that many educators made so much progress as a project-based teacher and some going from never implementing project-based learning units to executing three PBL units within a school year. And when you are at your school site doing all the roles required as a teacher and focusing on students' personal and academic growth as well, it can be difficult to notice your own growth. So this year, I'm focusing on guiding teachers through the process of developing a portfolio to document their journey as a PBL educator. I'll share the structure we will use to develop a teaching portfolio focused on project-based learning. This is my current plan, but it's subject to change based on new learnings. I'm just going to share a quick outline. I'm thinking about the portfolio having three main sections. We'll have like a background section, a teaching artifact section, and a reflection section. So for example, in the background section, we may include things like teachers' education biography and their vision for teaching or becoming a project-based educator. This section will also allow them to think about how engaging in the impactful PBL network programming connects to their vision and how it would contribute to their professional growth. So what does quality PBL education look, sound, and feel like in their classroom? This section will also include their individual growth or professional learning goal for the year related to project-based learning. The second section I'm thinking about would be around teaching artifacts. So some examples to include here would probably be a PBL unit plan, an example of a lesson plan that would be part of their PBL unit, example student work, such as videos, pictures, screenshots of digital work, etc. And then student reflections would be in the teaching artifacts as well. Each artifact in this section the teachers would also have a brief statement to provide context of the document or the media that they chose. The last section of the portfolio would be a reflection. Teachers will reflect on their experience using the instructional methodology, the impact that PBL had on their students and their self, and then what is their plan for continuous growth in the area of project-based learning. So right now, that's kind of my initial thoughts on what would be included in the teaching portfolio. Again, I want to start off by making this process simple. I mentioned that I want to directly explore the ideas of portfolios as a project-based learning coach as well. It's not uncommon that teachers are asked to share their education philosophy, maybe samples of student work, sample lesson plans, or video recordings of you teaching a lesson when you're applying for a new role at a new school. 
I've seen that delivering a mock lesson has become very popular during the interview process of becoming a teacher. Well, I get similar requests when a potential school partner is deciding whether or not to hire me as their PBL trainer. Oftentimes they want to see what teachers were able to achieve as a result of receiving support from me and access to the impactful PBL network. I also want to have a better record of teacher and student work so that I can one, improve my skills as a project-based learning coach, two, have an organized way to share examples of project-based learning and practice with others. So I thought creating a portfolio would be interesting and it will hold me accountable for engaging in meaningful reflection. So I guess this type of portfolio would be a combination of a showcase or presentation portfolio and a learning portfolio. I'm imagining it being in a digital format due to the nature of my work and how I collaborate with teachers living in different states. In terms of the components, I plan to loosely follow the same structure that the teachers will use that I shared previously. I'll be focused on using teacher artifacts as well as my own reflections. You can see how you can utilize portfolios to document your growth. Are you interested in using portfolios to enhance your teaching practice as a PBL educator? I'm hosting a webinar later this month titled, How Can We Sharpen Our Instructional Practice Using Portfolios? I'll be sharing a checklist or a planning guide to help you begin developing your portfolio. Check out the show notes for the link to register. If you're listening to this episode after the webinar date, no worries, register for the replay. And here's to a new school year of learning and growing. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode. If you found this episode insightful, do me a favor, leave a review or share it with a teacher friend. And don't forget to join us for the next episode. Thank you.